Hey, welcome to Cued Up Esports. We're talking about tournaments. It's episode 11. Uh, we're talking about our favorite tournaments we've been to. Uh, I'm Monk Honky Banana, also known as Nick Esposito. And D'Angelo's eating noodles, so he's introducing himself next. That's untrue. I'm here. I'm literally here not eating noodles, but I'm D'Anthrax, also known as D'Angelo, also known as D-E-A-N-T-H-R-A-X-X-X on Twitch.tv. Wow, really? And Mixer. You're not a Mixer. Shut up. I'm not a Mixer. I'm not a Mixer. I'm not a Mixer. (laughs) I'm Freddie Bones, and that's easy. Next. (laughs) And I'm Bonkaroonie. As many O's as he said. <laughs> take, him, take him to Bonk Town. <laughs> All right. As I said, we're talking about our favorite tournaments. We're going to do like a round robin style, just listing off uh, tournaments we've been to, what was so cool about it, and uh, yeah. So. Wait, can I interject before we do that? Oh, my, oh this, my God. So we have Bonkaruni as a, as a guest, right? Yeah. Hello. Right. Hello. So, because of that, we sh- I think we should do a thing, right? Rate his name. We where do we put where do we put Bonkaruni's name on the on the thing? We I don't, don't have Bitmere. No, no, no. I know, but here's the thing. I just thought of a great new name for Bonkaruni. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, just Bonk. It was Aquascapes. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a method. Okay, I know that sounds really non secular, right? <laughs> a little bit. Absolutely no sense, right? But this dude right here wakes me up at two o'clock in the morning and shows me, "Hey, do you want to see something really cool?" And I was just like, "All right, yeah, sure, I'll let you see what this is." And like, he sends me a video of like this dude in Japan, this place where they create underwater landscape features for like, like forty gallon like uh, what are those like fish tanks? And it was just called aquascaping. And I was just like, "Damn, that's kind of cool." Fell asleep, woke up, and realized, man. What if instead of Bonkaroonie, his name was Aquascapes? That's a way cooler name. <laughs> That's actually... <laughs> it's oh, not man. exactly how that story went. I may have embellished it a little bit, but regardless... That's how that story went for the purposes of telling the story. I feel like mm. Aquascapes is a great name. It's... Do you guys agree or disagree? I mean, uh, Aquascapes is like a... It's like a pretty good... Like I'd say like a 7 out of 10. Yeah. Especially if you won tournaments with it. It'd be crazy. Yeah, dude. There's Aquascape on the on the champion's pedestal. I've never won a tournament. I don't know what happens when you win. There's actually a pedestal at every tournament. That what? You... Whoa! Yeah. There's yeah. pedestals at every... I hope that gives you enough motivation to win every tournament. Oh, my now. God. All this time, I've been missing out on standing on a pedestal. A pedestal? All right. Now we can move into the real thing. Um, I just wanted to rate his name. Oh I just... And I... I Which you still haven't accomplished, for the record. We got a 7 out of 10 out of Monk Honky Banana. That's all that matters. Yeah, seven for out of the, 10. the name you're... Mm. Mm. No. Sure. No, sure. That, name, that name just exists. I, I wanted it for Bonkaroonie. That's fine. What's happening? <laughs> Favorite tournaments that we've all been to. Yep. Jesus. Off to a good start. Well, it means you're starting. That means I'm starting? Yeah, you start right now. You have to now. Yeah, you've held us up long enough. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, um, I mean, I've been to a lot of tournaments, so I had to, like, dig deep for this one. Uh, One of the most favorite tournaments that I've been to, it's a Philadelphian classic. It's called Northeast Championships. Um, 
I think the first NEC that I went to was NEC 16, and that was in 2011. Um, but back then, uh, it, it's no longer held here because like it just outgrew its venue. But it was the perfect tournament venue. Um, it was in a Sheraton, and the the event rooms were cr- really cramped. Really, like they they weren't a great fit for people. But the hotel was amazing because it was a gigantic like cylinder, and mm. on the inside they were like all the rooms were like octagonal, and there was like a huge open area on the on the on the inside, so you could be on the ninth floor, look down to the eighth floor, and see like seventy percent of the rooms, right? Right. And then, like, if you if you just like walked around like the 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 um the floor, you could see every room. But what that allowed you was to look at everybody that was like a gamer and had their window open. Like, okay, so that dude's playing Melty Blood. That dude's playing Street Fighter Four. This dude is playing Marvel. Okay, I want to go to that room, and you would just hop on the elevator, go to the eighth floor, <laughs> and do that. And you could do that for like that's every pretty cool, floor. actually. It was the sickest venue ever. Worst venue for play for playing a tournament. Best venue for after hour shenanigans. You go like and like people were doing crazy stuff, like going up to like the eleventh floor and like drinking and dropping stuff to like the first floor and like not like ridiculous things like a glass, but like we were like little paper planes and origami things that you were making. It was crazy. And then like on the second floor, I just remember there was like a there was like a restaurant and this dude. This dude, like, someone bet him that when he was drunk that he could jump from the third floor to the second floor, and he did, and he broke his leg, but he won the bet. <laughs> and it was just like, what is happening right Yo, now? And the, the bet was probably something dumb. It was like, hey, man, I'll give you five bucks. Yeah, and do you want to know who that dude was? That dude was It was Eric. you. No, <laughs> God, hell no. <laughs> that dude was Smooth Viper. And do you know why that's important? Because there was a Marvel tournament at eight on the break where a dude in a cast got punched by another guy, and it and it caused like a huge like commotion in the scene, and everyone was like, "It's Marvel, baby!" Right? That the reason why his leg was broken in that video was from him jumping down from the third <laughs> floor to the second floor of the Sheridan. So, like, if you ever realize, like, man, why is this dude trying to beat up a guy with a broken leg? Well, that's why he broke the leg in the first place. So, he said, well, he didn't make great choices. It was, it was not as well as it was. If you knew, then you knew. Then you didn't really feel that sorry for him. But then you did feel sorry for him because, like, another dude just punched him out of nowhere. So, I mean, that was – so that video is circulated. That, that video was on Worldstar. <laughs> that video – yeah, it was crazy. <coughs> I forgot where else that video was. It was somewhere else. But yeah, it was it was all over the internet for the longest time, and yeah, it was one of the greatest moments of fighting game history. And it all started uh, the precursor to all of it, because I'm sure that wouldn't turn out the same way if he had two good legs. He probably would have punched him back. It would have been he would have gotten away even. Like there were <laughs> other options available to him if he never jumped off of the roof or of the third floor of that building. And that being said, that venue is was just iconic. If you never got to go to it, there's a there's <laughs> there's a generation of players that never got to go to that Sheridan and they don't know what they're missing, which is insane. So yeah, that that's one of my favorite tournaments. The after hour shenanigans there were unparalleled. All right, uh, what would you write down like wow. on a scale of ten? On a scale of ten, uh, I would put that as an eight. All that's right. a true eight tournament for me. Sick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> The best part is it had nothing to do with the tournament. 
Yeah, well, oh, yeah. It's the venue. No, no, no. So here's the thing. <laughs> I, tournament I sucked. I hope that all of our stories about best tournaments we, we went to have nothing to do with the actual tournament itself. Realistically, actually, all of mine are. So you're right. That's going to really? be great. <laughs> yeah. yes. yes. I I may break that. Uh, That's fine. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to break it too, so don't worry. Uh, all right. Who wants to go next? Sure, I'll go. Yeah. Go ahead. Rock and roll. <clears throat> sure. Um, one of my favorite ones uh, was actually Super Smash Con 2016. It was my first out-of-state tournament, uh, and the venue was fucking gigantic. Um, and they were playing all the Smash tournaments there, of course, but like realistically, the big ones are Smash 4 and Smash Melee. Uh, was and it was it? a bunch... Of, uh, this was in Virginia. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, Chanley, Virginia. They do one every year. It's fucking great every time. But as the name suggests, it's Super Smash Con. Um, so like... Yeah, there's a giant-ass tournament there, but it's also just a fucking con um, with a bunch of live music and cosplay um, and panels. The panels are actually super interesting um, and all kinds of fucking shit. There's actually, like, a lot there. Um, so, like, I entered both tournaments, Melee and Smash 4. I busted out of both of them pretty quickly. Um, but there was so much cool shit to do and just look at walking around that, like, I there was never a situation where I didn't have something to do. Um, like they had a whole thing set up, um, like a history of video games, um, from like, God knows how long, like the seventies, like they had like some old ass fucking God knows what this thing even is machine all the way up to like modern consoles and everywhere in between with all the big games that were for that, uh, piece of hardware. It was like a museum type situation. They had a bunch of really cool panels. Um, they had the sickest live acts. And some of them were actually trash, but like some of them were awesome. <laughs> like, like they had a whole lot, like a live, I don't know how many piece orchestra, but like at least a dozen people with like real ass instruments, like, you know, like fancy instruments, not like some dude at the base, like fucking nice shit. They, they trained their whole lives for this shit. And here they are at this fucking con playing a bunch of video game music. Like that was dope as hell. I learned about super soul brothers. Um, fucking sick act. Oh yeah. Um, like, fucking great. And, like, I went, like, 0-2 in Smash 4 and, like, 1-2 in Melee. <laughs> Just fucking busted out. Um, but that tournament was, like, the best thing ever. Um, I also... That's kind of the tipping point for me playing Melee more, too. Because, like, I learned... That tournament was when I learned that I didn't give that much of a shit about Smash 4. And I spent a lot of time just playing Melee. And, like, I reinvigorated my love for Melee there. And I probably spent, like, 80-20 on, on Melee to Smash 4 in that tournament. So, just so I got a hot take, and it might not even be that hot. Okay. But uh, I say Brawl was a better competitive game than Smash 4. Oof. Uh, uh, I don't think you're... Uh, it depends. Uh, I don't think it was to play, but it might be to watch for sure. How about that? I feel like by the end of Brawl's like good tournament run before Smash 4 came out, I, th I felt like it... And I remember I was at a tournament. I was talking with someone who I met playing Brawl. And we were just in the melee bracket. And I'm like, hey, man, it's been a while since we hung out. He goes, yeah. And he's like, hey, what do you think of Smash 4? I'm like, honestly, dude, I'm not a huge fan. But he goes, yeah, man. And, like, we were just kind of talking. We reached, like, the same conclusion. We were like, wow, Brawl had a surprising amount of, like, interaction and, like, cool shit you could do. But Smash 4 just feels weird. Smash 4, I feel, felt weird, but it, everything worked as intended. Right. Like, there's a, agree, there's a yeah. huge 
there's a huge contingency of people right now that like hate ultimate because it just it doesn't play well right it play, it plays like a worse like a watered down version of four and if four was as watered down as it was supposed to be then like that it's pretty that really sucks yeah like so i mean like smash i i really like i i attribute people's disdain to smash four mostly to zero right like uh, no i don't think so it's mostly the bayonetta <laughs> I loved Bayonetta. I thought people, I thought everyone just hated DK and the hoo-ha. Like, they were just, like, tired of seeing DK. Yeah, but like, he got patched out. Everywhere, right? He got patched out and didn't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah but, like, didn't didn't he win? How many tournaments did he win? Uh, zero won something like 50-some tournaments in a row without losing. I thought it was, like, 80-something. It was a lot. It was a ridiculous too amount. Too um, many. Yeah, without losing. This is, like, winning first place every single one. <laughs> Like too too many tournaments to actually just be like, and I feel like that like killed a lot of hype for the game. But then like you just like you you were waiting like, all right, he's got to lose eventually, right? Like, oh yeah, that created extra hype though. People didn't right. like him because they were tired of seeing pe- the same person win. Um, sure. And sure enough, he was there. He won that one, um, of course. Um, but like at the same time, um, everybody's waiting like, who's gonna take him down? Who's gonna take him down? Who's gonna take him yeah. down? And that created its own hype. Yeah. It's all about the story, dude. Yeah, you, oh, yeah, Smash players love your stories. Sure do, man. So do you. What are you kidding me? Yeah, you're right. I <laughs> love a good. <laughs> I can't. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I feel like the FGC is built around story, while most of like other big team-based esports mm-hmm. um, aren't as much. Um, like mostly because of the team dynamics, but like the FGC because it's all one versus ones. You have some of the sickest storylines. Yeah, I I, feel, I just feel that like Smash's storylines are more accessible. Like if you want if you want some of like the the FGC storylines, you have to like you have to find like a historian of like the region. I'm not even kidding, like a true historian of the region to find the librarian to find the the ancient scrolls to tell you about what it was like back in the day. The tales are no, passed down orally. The oral tales are passed down from generation to generation. Like, but like with like. With with melee, you guys had the documentary, and that 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 did it. <laughs> that did it. That is a lot. But yeah, no, I'll, like I I could see that, and I can definitely see why that would like stop you from doing that. But like, were there other like Smash Four tournaments that you went to that you had fun at? Um, yes, and that's that's another one for later. Yeah, but we'll, yes, we'll, we'll get to that one next. Oh, we're all doing one in a row. Okay, yeah. I was trying to segue from our nah. like this day of Smash into another Smash Four. Nah, Tom. All right, Mike, you want to go next? Or should I? Yeah, no, I can. I can jump in. Um, <laughs> okay, so I have a I have a couple stories, but I want to ask. So there were two like eras of uh, of tournament traveling for me. There was um, when I traveled for StarCraft, mm-hmm. and when I traveled for Magic: The Gathering. <laughs> and I'm curious what like era of my life you want me to jump into do you want starcraft story or do you want a uh, magic story let's let's start i like to starcraft. be very different starcraft story let's start with sure. starcraft okay cool so <laughs> starcraft um was one of the first big esports in north america um i mean i know like fighting games had had a scene and mlg had been around for a little bit but when starcraft really started taking over there was a huge boon with twitch tv um and I was at a couple of the very first. Um, I was at like 
the first or second MLG for StarCraft. I was also at um, IGN's short-lived tournament series, the IPL. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Hell, okay. yeah. So I went to uh, the IPL in um, Atlantic City, and there were a couple things that happened there that were fun. Uh, the first was I worked for a company at the time called Play Him Gaming. Hmm. Um, they were like a tournament uh, platform, and they had a booth there. Um, and I, I was a caster for them. I didn't, you know, I didn't work super officially, but I showed up and I was like, oh, I'm going to go check out the, uh, I'm going to go check out the booth. And so I go and my, the guy who manages all the play him streams is there. And he's like, oh, bomb. So glad to see you, man. I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, I really need some help with the booth. And I was like, I'm kind of here for the tournament. And he's like, nah, I just, can you manage the booth, babes? And I was like, <laughs> I was like what? What? He's like, yeah, I got these three girls. Like, my boss, you know, paid for them for the weekend, and I don't really know what to do with them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. So they, I, I go find them. They're out smoking. And they're like, yeah, w- like, what do you want us to do? And I was like, I don't know. Talk to nerds. <laughs> so, Talk to nerds. <laughs> and so they go out. And any booth babe was also required to uh, pitch the main sponsor of the tournament, which was uh, Visine Eye Drops. Oh my god! So, so they were walking around like talking to nerds about Visine. <laughs> like no one knew how to like interact with these girls. They didn't know what we were doing, right? Right. Real like, nerds. Oh, so you're like playing a game, and like esports wasn't. I mean. We can talk about is it a thing now or not, but like at least people kind of understand what you mean when you say it now. Yeah, but, but this you know. it was like, oh, okay, you weird. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was fun. Um, then I played in the actual tournament, and something early tournament organizers who ran StarCraft two didn't anticipate was you needed a lot of internet to run a StarCraft II tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. Because, like, all the games were online. Right. Um, and their anti-cheating software meant every computer had to be connected online. Yeah. Uh, it was huge drama when StarCraft II started, especially if you go to a tournament and the thing would just shut down. So I was playing in round six or seven of Losers. We were really close. We I were think two I rounds know away. story. <laughs> We were two rounds away from getting in the top 16 and I'm playing PVP and you'll actually like, I don't know if I told you the story, Nick, but it starts very similarly. Okay. So you'll notice a lot of my stories involve, I built my first three buildings in, inside of my opponent's base <laughs> and then, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> yo, this dude is a nut. So I, I'm playing this dude. Um, I proxy two game him, which is, it's, Oh, I'd say I was like good enough to where it was like 55 45 in my favor, but it's it's flipping a coin. Like we are trying to take the first game on a coin flip. So I build my two buildings in his base. They're just about to finish. Internet cuts. <laughs> and oh, Jesus. So all the games get saved and we're just waiting for the internet to come back. And so we take off our headset and we're like, yeah, can we like walk around? And it's like, no, 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 it'll be up any minute. Just just chill. Ends up taking an hour and a half. So I I get to talking to this guy. Um, I do know this story. And he's like, 
yeah, man, like, this is my, you know, I'm really trying to take StarCraft seriously. You know, I, <laughs> I quit my job. My wife and I are traveling around playing in every tournament we can. Like, I'm really taking my shot. And his wife's like, yeah, you know, it's been a cool adventure. We don't know if it's going to work out, but this esports thing is, like, cool. And I'm just, like, chatting back and forth. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, I'm about to fucking destroy you. (laughs) 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 I'm about to end your life in three seconds. And so we're, like, talking about our experiences and, like, the cool people we've met. And just, like, really bonding. Hour and a half later, shakes. Dude's like, all right, it's going to start. And he reaches across. He's like, hey, man, you seem like a really cool dude. Good luck. And I'm like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> 10 seconds later, my first two units walk into his base and just obliterate him. <laughs> and and oh, I, so I crush him. I crush him. And I take my headset off and I go to like, tell him good game. And he looked like he was just shot. Like someone had literally <laughs> shot him with a bullet. He's like slumped in his chair. Just... And his wife just looks at me and is like, you should be ashamed of yourself. How dare you? (laughs) And I'm just like, you quit your job for this. I'm amazed. How dare you ruin my my family? (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. It it was glorious. Um, That's definitely one of my favorites. (laughs) When I tell my second StarCraft story, it's very similar. <laughs> I'll just, I'll tease that now and then I'll pass the mic. Oh my God. Well, I didn't, you, I got knocked out immediately after that too, just to be fair. Not make so it you just ended that man's career and then lost immediately? Yeah. No, I lost to a Korean player named Artist um, who just like ran me over. Wasn't even close. Ooh. All right. You taught that guy a lesson though. I did. One. He would have probably lost by even harder amounts. Like <laughs> if if you beat him that badly and then you got I learned a lesson. Yeah, so the thing was he was slightly better than me, and that's why I chose to build. Um, like I knew going in, like I knew who he was, and I was like, ah, eh, this guy's like slight we were both like low to mid NAGM, um, Grandmaster. So but like I knew I was like, I think straight up he's gonna have an advantage. So I was like, well. Time to coin flip, baby. <laughs> Let's do it. No one expects that deep in a tournament. No one's like, I bet this guy got here by flipping a coin. Yeah, this, this then, dude plays on the level. <laughs> yeah, they just assume at that point in the tournament, the bullshit's done with. Let me tell you, bullshit's never done. There's always one that wiggles on in. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's me, baby. All right, passing it on. All right, so... I'm going to kind of cheat a little bit because uh, for my first one, it's actually a tournament series. And the reason why I'm cheating a little bit is because all of them kind of like blur together. uh, And it's way easier to just kind of tell like the whole experience. Okay. Um, Felipe, uh, Orlando, Gigabits. You remember this venue? Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, for any, like, old-school Melee player, uh, Brawl player, whatever, you know the big tournament, uh, big monthly tournament that happens in Florida is Gigabits. People come out of state for Gigabits monthlies. People come from all over the state, like, just pile into Orlando. It's right across the street from, like, UCF. So, there's, like, a lot of talent there. 
And it's like in this like pretty big plaza and all this other stuff. But you get to Gigabits and you realize it's like a 1,200 square foot room. Yeah, it's tiny. It is the smallest venue I've ever seen cram 100 people past what the fire code allows. So, uh, the first time I was at this tournament series, it was for Melee. Uh, You know, uh, for a long time, chatted with guys on uh, IRC. Uh, really dating how how long ago this was. Like an IRC, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you know, I met like a lot of cool players there. I met my first Mewtwo player there, um, and that that was cool. In uh, in my pools, the pools were round robin, by the way. And this tournament is like 130 people, something like that. Uh, I got like eliminated out of my pools, but uh, I was playing against Hungrybox, and there's this dude Fenrir who's like sees me playing against hungry box and he's and i play mario and this dude is just behind me screaming just fireball camp him just throw fireballs for eight minutes just do that because at this point hungry box is kind of like a meme this is like he's been going to florida tournaments and placing third consistently at all of them but people still don't think this dude is good so this dude's just yelling at me to like fireball camp hungry box and I start doing it for a while, but like it's really hard to outrun Jigglypuff. But the highlight of this tournament was uh my buddy Zorak Bane was playing against Ooh. uh D Guy, who's the Mewtwo main I met. Uh Zorak Bane plays uh Captain Falcon. And, you know, he's playing against this Mewtwo, and Mewtwo at this time was like rated like the Worst character in the game, like absolute bottom of the tier list. Yeah, garbage. And Zorak Bane is like, he just can't get through this dude. Like, he's getting like fucking creamed by this Mewtwo. And uh, so Bane takes out his secondary, Game & Watch, who's like also one of the worst characters in yeah, the game. Yeah, just trash characters. <laughs> so, and Bane beats... Uh, D guy like for the second game and a dude comes over sits right next to me and goes is this a tournament match and we go like yeah and he goes like this is bullshit <laughs> like cause both these players like knock this dude out of pools so <laughs> so that's like the first experience uh, next experience is uh, a brawl tournament I'm teaming with my buddy Polmex and the dude is like not feeling well, like, but you know, he he muscled at, muscled through, drove out to Orlando. And we're playing friendlies on a setup, getting warmed up for the tournament. And he's just sitting right next to me. And like in the middle of the match, like he just like turns over to me and sneezes, like just right on my arm. And I just look at him, I go, Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> Turns out he uh, had a fever of 103 or something, had the flu. Uh, he placed seventh in that tournament. That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't know that was a gigabits. That was a gigabits. In the so yeah, there's like 130 people crammed in this fucking small square with all these CRTs. The room is 98 degrees. <laughs> like, and this dude has the flu in there. Yeah, by the he's way, got too. the flu and he's just sneezing on everyone. <laughs> Sounds like a shitty experience. One of the best tournaments ever. Gigabits had a record. Like, everybody knew about Gigabits. Like I said, dude, it drew 
it drew people from out of state. Uh, that was the first time I met Chudette. Um, Damn, Chu drove all the way down to get with us? Damn. Yeah, like, Ch- Ch- uh, Chu and Inui, they both flew in from out of state, or they were in the state for some reason. And they're like, oh, fucking gigabits? Yeah, we'll go there. That's fucking sick. Yeah, shit was wild. Alright, I'll pass the mic to D'Angelo, because that man's itching for more stories. Alright, damn it. It's back to me. I will think of another one. Alright. Community Effort Orlando. Okay. CEO. Since, uh... Never since, heard of this. Really? You've never heard of this? It's no, interesting. In CEO 2011, they were in um, a shack, if I remember correctly. <laughs> like, it was like, it was one of those, like, airport hangar things, right? And you you didn't really need that detail, because I didn't go to CEO 2011. In 2011, <laughs> I, I did go to a tournament that was in, um, uh, where was it? It was, I think it was somewhere Midwest. It might have been a season's beatings. But I'm, I was playing Marvel at the time. And I met this dude, and this dude was just a straight asshole. Uh, come to find out, um, his name is Oh My God, It's Andre, um, which has... Sick name, actually. Yeah. Has some connotations in the FGC now because he was very problematic. But neither here nor there. At the time, I didn't know anything about what this dude is, right? Like, he, he turned out to end up being like a huge scammer, was stealing people's credit cards to pay for rooms and lifestyles he couldn't afford, right? Oh, it was shit. bad, dude. He's, like, he went to, like... He went to, like, uh, what is it, like, federal prison? I don't know, man. Anywho, so at this tournament, I meet this dude, and we're playing Marvel. And I think, like, one of the tenets of being a Marvel player is shit-talking the person next to you. So we're just going ham on each other, and we're just, like, calling each other the worst names in the world. It was like, I hate you, you're stupid, your team is stupid, you're bad, everything about you is bad, you've never been good in your entire life. Um, And that was, like, our experience, and that, that was how we met each other. I was just like, all right, well, I guess this dude just hates me now. Fast forward, like, three or four months later, this dude messages me, and he goes like, hey, um, if you can make it to, to, to Florida for CEO 2012, I'll let you stay in my room for free. You just have to come to the tournament. I was like, what? And he was just like, yeah. So, I, like, I look up ticket prices from Syracuse to Orlando, and I guess the thing is that Orlando is like a sister city to uh to syracuse because they want people to go to like disneyland or whatever right Hmm. so the tickets to to like for like back then for me uh it was like 196 bucks so it was it was great and i was just like all right yeah i'll do it i'll just go down there on a whim right at this time tekken 6 had like stopped being played competitively because there was a huge lull between that and tekken tag tournament coming out so there wasn't a lot of things being played unless you were playing street fighter and marvel and the upstate scene hasn't really played much that wasn't Tekken. Um, so at that time, I was just like, on a whim, I decided to fly down to Florida to hang out with a dude that I thought hated my guts uh, for an entire weekend. Come to find out that Florida was pretty lit. It was one of my, the, my it was one of the best tournaments I've ever been to. Um, I don't remember how I did in the tournament. But I'm going to assume that I went like one and two or two and two. Didn't make it out of pools. But I had one of the greatest times I ever had because I just got drunk with all the Florida people. And we just hung out by the – because like CEO at that time in the Wyndham had the pool 
and it had a 24-hour pool venue, right? And, like, it didn't for the previous years because I think we messed it up that year by going way too hard in the paint <laughs> by, like, drinking till 5 a.m. We drank till 5 a.m. at that tournament, and it was just absolutely insane. That's how, like, and that's how I got to know, like, Bailey. That's how I got to know, like, everyone down there, like, Raffi, like, uh, just a whole, like, Tong. Like, I met all of them at this tournament for the first time, and I told them, like, yeah, dude, I just came down here on a whim. I heard about your tournament. This is really cool. It's one of the best tournaments I've ever been to. Um, that being said, from 2012 to 2019, I've only missed that tournament uh, one year. Uh, and also at 2012, um, Smooth Viper actually ended up jumping off the second floor of the balcony and broke his leg again on another bed. Are you fucking kidding? I kid you not. Amazing. <laughs> so... My second favorite tournament. My second favorite tournament. If I had to rank it one out of ten, this one would be a nine. Dude, um, uh, so breaks his- I I hope like the third story you say is like, yeah, same fucking shit happened. Dude, <laughs> dude just goes to these tournaments to break his leg. <laughs> dude, sometimes you get drunk and you make really bad bets. It's just the best Jeez. thing in the world. Oh, fuck. Uh, but that that tournament was like a nine out of ten, and really, like at that time, like I think I was like considering quitting because like no one was playing anything, and like I was thinking like, ah, what am I fighting for? Like, why am I traveling? Right? And like there there were two moments in my life that like really like solidified me playing, and one one was like because I wanted to be a competitor and I wanted to like prove to myself that I could like win something, and one was just like, man, this community is just too great, and and that one for me like really solidified the community aspect of it because it was just it, it was too good. Um, it, it, it really opened my eyes to just the, the best of people to take in a random stranger from Syracuse and just like, you know what? Yeah, let's go drink with this dude. Wow. This dude's really cool. And like, we all just had a great time. Yeah, dude. Florida's family. Florida is family. And to this day, people still think that I'm from Florida. Like, uh, no, like, so people don't, people don't know that I'm from, like, there's a lot of people that don't know that I'm from Syracuse. People think I'm from three different places. They think I'm from New York City, Florida, or Philadelphia, because I've spent so much time at Philadelphia and Florida tournaments. It's absolutely insane. So, I can understand that. But, yeah. So, yeah, that's my, that's my tournament report for that. CEO 2012, one of the best tournaments I've ever been to. Uh, The first time that I experienced uh, Florida rain. Because I, I hadn't gone to Florida. Apparently in Orlando, every day at exactly 3.04 p.m., it rains vigorously and terribly for 30 minutes and then just stops. I, That's did, a... I And no one no one could explain to me why. No one could explain to me this weather phenomenon. Why did why was it 3.30? Why was it 30 minutes? Why did it just like, like oh, yeah, it's going to rain? How do you know that? The skies are clear. It rains every day at 3 o'clock. How? How? Why? Yeah. Why? It was the most upsetting thing. Like so, every day, all three days, it just rained at three thirty, and that was it. And they were like, "Yeah, it's supposed to does that in Florida." What the fuck? Not <laughs> an explanation. Not an explanation. This doesn't make sense. It didn't. And I've googled this. I've looked it up. I've tried to figure it out. I can't. I, I just, went to I don't school for it. meteorology. Yeah. Kickstarted my meteorology career because, like, what the fuck? Crazy thing is, it's completely true. Like, I can't even. I don't have a good excuse. I don't have a good. I, I don't have a good I explanation. Don't get it? I don't. That just happens in the summer. Like, it just pours, unbelievable. Like, like a torrent of water falls from the sky, 
and then it's gone. You don't even remember it was there. The only reason you know is everything is suddenly yeah, wet and damn. drenched. It's yeah. wet and looks like a shadow's been cast over it, and that's and it happened every day at the same time. What's like, worse is like about a half hour after when clouds go away and the sun is there. And it's just evaporating all of that water that's on the ground, and it's just the most humid, mucky, disgusting thing ever. Oh yeah, it was that was the worst. That also happens every single time after those showers. I guess I'm next. Uh, yeah, one of us is. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, you're next. Um, so mine not as grand. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> uh, it's a local. Um, that they probably did maybe three or four times at best. I'm probably stretching the fourth time um, because there's no way that venue was making money. Um, so there was this place um, for Smash 4 over here a few years ago, maybe four years ago now, called Lion's Den. Uh, it was like this little land center um, that was set up. It was... The, the owner pumped a shit ton of money into this place, hoping for all kinds of grandiose things. There was like a crazy audio system. There was like this big stage area with a projector of what the, you know, the people were playing on over there. Like it was, when we go into TO, set up like three things, right? Everything was pre-set up because the guy invested a shit ton in this venue. Venue was bananas. Okay. And the owner... Sorry, sorry to cut you off. Unfortunately, didn't realize that Tampa is actually the laziest region. Oh. What's up? Oof. Oh, you, you must have cut out there. Yeah, Felipe's cutting out. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, to go on my tangent, yeah, uh, Tampa, Florida, that's where Felipe and I uh, are, you know, originally from. Mm-hmm. Actual laziest region when it comes to going to tournaments. Like, you could, like, I don't know where the Felipe story is going because I wasn't there for this tournament series. But I imagine it's something along the lines of like, yeah, 10 people showed up for this tournament and the place went out of business. <laughs> All right, we're back. I have no idea what happened. You just cut out, man. Um, but like, I just thought yeah. about how Tampa's lazy. Um, well, there was a bunch of people that showed for the tournament. Okay. But like the guy who, who made the venue put everything he had into it, not knowing it was going to die. Um, but the venue was absolutely ridiculous. It was the venue. So it was, it was still around Smash 4. Um, and again... There was there was a crazy audio system. Um, the TO had had a mic that would just blast through the entire thing to call the matches, and then um, everybody who was in the feature match um, would be up on the projector. It was being streamed, um, and I remember I was there. I actually uh, I've, I I let's see here. I won my first match, and then boom, my second match happened to be won for the for the feature, right? Yeah, because um, they're they're play- just looking for matches to fill that yeah. spot. Yeah. Um, I remember I played this dude. Uh, I'm playing Mario. Um, this guy played Link. We're both not playing high tiers. Um, this is early into the game. Um, I, I fucking won that match. I was stoked, but I won it in the weirdest way ever. So one of the one of the games in the set, um, like I ended up breaking the dude's shield. Um, and in the stupidest way, like he just shielded, like he was, he was being a bad player. Like I remember I threw some fireballs at him. I did some F tilts, like fairly weak moves, but I just kept doing them because he just kept shielding. And like Mario has a decent grab, but only a low percent at high percents. There's only, you get like follow up like one move. So like 
all right, you're, you know, at like 80%. There's only so much I can do. I'm just going to keep throwing moves at you because you're just going to shield. And I fucking broke a shield. And like, holy shit, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And I never expect the shield to break because when the fuck does that ever happen? And Nick, you know, um, when when you're Mario and you break somebody's shield, there's one, there's one thing you're supposed to do. You cape them a million times because there's no stun on cape. So you just get free damage and they're stuck and they can't do anything. Um, and my stupid moron ass didn't press forward, just press neutral B. <laughs> and a fireball came out and the crowd that was watching, I, 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 keep in mind, I had headphones on and I can hear their reaction. <laughs> they what knew what could have happened. Mensa, the big brain plays. Um, I, uh, I still ended up winning that game. Um, the we ended up going to a game three. Um, game three, I won in the most baller way ever, where like he was, I, I put him in an edge guard situation, um, and I didn't even like edge guard like a normal way. Like I would go off the stage back here or something, or I would, you know, I, I, I jumped off. Like not not like off the stage, like to follow him. I jumped off and like gently glided down with him, and then he waited for me, thinking I'm gonna do something. And then, as soon as he jumps, I fireballed him. He <laughs> lost a jump, stuck in the hit stun fireball. I couldn't even jump up to save myself because I was kind of stuck too. Um, but he fell first and he died. And I look like a fucking genius when I did that. <laughs> God. That was the best thing ever. I proceeded to lose my next two games in a row. But that what was the saying? coolest shit. I said I proceeded to lose my next two games in a row. Right after that. That's so good. But the crowd was fucking bananas. They were hyping me up over the PA system. Like, I was up on the stage. Everybody seeing my thing in the projector. It was hype as shit in this ridiculous venue that, like I said, closed down like a month later. <laughs> but that was that was one of my favorite locals ever. Because I was, I felt like a fucking king. Great local. A young god. I'm sorry, I cut out. I have no idea what happened. Nah, you're good, man. Uh, bonk. Yeah. All right. So, man. All right. Do we want a? Uh, what do we want? Another StarCraft, or we want to jump into? Continue, uh, continue the StarCraft uh, saga. All right, cool. So I'm going to tell you another story. Um, the synopsis is I built two gateways in their base, but... Um, <laughs> of course. Oh, my you know, God. You can't appreciate that without the uh, without the context of the story. So we were at MLG. I was actually looking up uh, MLG Rally 2012. Um, For the this, record, I think I was there. Yeah, you might have been. Yeah. Um, so this was... Um, the best I'd ever done in a StarCraft tournament. I had made it to uh, round six of winners, which was a big deal for me. Um, once again, one or two matches away from the top eight, um, which would have been you know, just bonkers for my career. And as a young, well, older at that point in the StarCraft scene, but as a mid-level American GM, it was like, it's pretty legit, right? So I got put on the backup feature match against one Root Puck, who was um, probably the best Protoss in America at that point, and one of the few non-Koreans who people felt like really had a shot um, at like competing. 
So the, um, the way the backup feature match works, I think was way more stressful than the, the main feature match. Cause in the main feature match, you go up and you get put in a soundproof booth and you're on the stage, which is obviously scary. There's hundreds of people watching you, but right. um, sorry, water break. Um, the backup match, you had to climb onto a platform and then people just like in the open area would stare up at you. And there was a huge screen right above your head. So you were suspended. You were like eight, 10 feet in the air on this platform that felt slightly small. Um, <laughs> to be on not that it was dangerous but it just it was a little like it was like i can't actually walk up here i can just sit um (laughs) there's a chair for me and that is good enough (laughs) and your opponent is right across from you right so you see the monitor you can see them on the other side so i got paired against root puck um we're both protoss players i had really complex plans for both my terran and my protoss matchup but the only plan we had we had like a plan and a half for Protoss. It was, I had a, a three gate opener that I learned um, from a Korean player and I had my proxy gate and then I had my standard opening. And I was like, well, there's only one thing that's going to work here. <laughs> and that's going to be putting the gateways in his base. <laughs> so I don't know if I can explain this correctly if you don't play StarCraft, but if anyone plays StarCraft, they'll appreciate how stupid this was. So first game, put the first two gate. So to put your first building in your opponent's base, you have to send one of your early workers out as soon as the game starts. And that puts you at a huge economic disadvantage because you only have, oh God, did you have seven at that point? Yes, let's say seven. You have seven workers, you send one out. You are at a huge disadvantage at that point, right? Yeah, that's one seventh of your like resources that are just like gone. Right, yeah. So send it out, proxy gate him, it works. Second game, I'm like, oh, that probably won't work again. (laughs) But what if? (laughs) 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 To be be clear, the only thing you have to do to stop the proxy gate is see it. That's the coin flip. Do they check... do you kill the like the the worker? Like what is like where do you have to go to see it? Where'd you was it like right next to him? It was directly in the fog of war inside of his base. My inside oh, wow. is like up the ramp? Yeah, no. In his base. Jesus so, Christ. There are like a lot of different variations you can do where you proxy a little farther back and it's a little less little rest less risky, but a little less all in. We were like in this dude's face, right? Yeah. So I do it once, it works. And then I'm like, can I do it again? So, because it's the best of three, right? So this time I send two workers immediately. And the first goes to build the proxy. And the second one, because you're supposed to send a scout pretty early in the game. I knew Puck was not a player who scouted early. And so the second one I sent into his base and accidentally got it killed in his mineral line. So... (laughs) Oh, that's really bad. Oh, wow. (laughs) So there's a way like you, you want to run your probe around in circles around in their base. And there's like this whole mind game to like, they can try to trap it with their probes if it goes in a certain spot and like, you can try to avoid it. But I assumed that he assumed I wasn't very good. So I put it in the position where you could normally trap it and then purposely didn't react. And then he killed it. And then I typed oops in chat. 
And then, that's that's how you get him. That's and then he, mental gymnastics. And then he did not scout for the proxy because <laughs> my probe was dead, and I killed him. That what that was the you, angle shooting. That was perfect. And the whole match was seven minutes, I think, including loading screens. Oh my fucking god! Nobody clapped. Oh my god. <laughs> hundred people clapped. No one booed. It was mostly shock. Where like, they're just like, what? <laughs> here's this here's this random guy from fucking PA just like doing garbage. <laughs> that was actually like how I began to like that's how I started to get known in the scene as a, a bit of a villain. Was uh poor root puck. <laughs> so yeah that was that was my base success was uh oh. was beating him there oh god how do you spell his name root puck yeah r-o-o-t uh space puck p-u-c-k he still plays he still plays for root um he did quit the game for six months after that tournament i don't know if it was my fault <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, also the tournament that, um, if anyone knows who Destiny is, he's a pretty famous streamer at this point who just like streams variety games and talks politics on his stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was a StarCraft II player there, oh. and he was crushing his way through the open bracket until his manager uh, tweeted a dick pic on his Twitter because she was mad at him. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and, wow. And that... <laughs> Yeah, so I guess they were having an affair, and oh, no. she got a hold got a hold of a chat that he was bragging about having the affair with her to some of his friends, and decided to use his Twitter account to share this. Oh no! And it turns out that was the best thing that ever happened to Destiny because he learned drama makes you more popular. <laughs> actually, how he became famous. And this whole streaming career kicked off while well, he was streaming, but like he became popular because of that. Do you ever think like it was a calculated move? Like they're they're like sitting there talking, like yeah, okay, just like at at like three o'clock, send out my penis, like just put it out <laughs> on the internet, just put it there, and we'll we'll get to from point A to point B. I mean, there's a chance. But he was in round five winners when he no-showed. And everyone, where's Destiny? So someone checked his Twitter. They're like, what? <laughs> There's just his penis. Jesus. <laughs> uh, amazing. Fucking Christ. <laughs> Best man driven. Jesus Christ. See, like, here's the thing, like... I was hesitant to do this episode because I know, like, Mike and D'Angelo have, like, these amazing stories that are just outside of the tournament where I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, like, I I did good at that tournament. A few cool things happened. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, me next. Uh, This is a tournament I went to with Mike. uh, DreamHack 2017. Oh, man. Okay. Um... So I went for melee. Mike went for StarCraft, and the reason Hell yeah. 
the reason why this is one of my favorite tournaments is because this is the first big tournament I participated in Melee after I decided to come back to the game and actually start taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mike books us a hotel, and the, the place we got was, like, kind of nice. The room- It was... <laughs> <laughs> the so the hotel was laid out like a fucking Escher painting. Yep. And <laughs> Whoa, oh my God. God. and the room we were in was very small. Amazingly small. Like you, like you open the door and there's the bed. Like <laughs> You could not stand on one side of the bed. <laughs> uh it did make me regret not bringing my GameCube because there was a CRT in the hotel room. No yep. way. Yeah. In 2017? That's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, But yeah, like, we were, like, a couple blocks away from the venue. Like, we literally walked to the venue. It was awesome. Um, But yeah, we get to that, we get to the venue, uh, and we get our badges, and this lady, like, comes up to us, and she's like, hey, take the survey, you'll get a pen. And we were like, no thanks. And then she's like, but it has a light. And we were like... Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So we take this survey about like computers and stuff because it's DreamHack. Like I'm there for Smash, but I'm the outlier here. Like this is really like a StarCraft tournament. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a PC game tournament, right? StarCraft, um, CS:GO, CS:GO, Hearthstone were the big three, I think. Yeah, but like. Yeah, so, like, there's, like, all this Intel... Like, it's, like, from Intel. Like, they're grilling us about, like, what our hardware is. And I'm just like, I don't fucking know, man. Where's GameCube controller on this shit? (laughs) (laughs) I'm working off 2001 hardware. So, we, uh... Yeah, we, like, go up into the venue. Venue's, like, huge. Super awesome. I saw a dude walking around in a Gundam cosplay. And that was... That was fucking sweet. Um... But yeah, like, I'm walking around, and uh, on Friday, they get, like, uh, Melee set up for friendlies, and uh, as Mike said in the last episode, I spent the entire day there. Like, I mm-hmm. did not move from that area to eat, to drink, to do anything, because I just, like I said, this is my first serious tournament, like, since actually being like, okay, let's play Melee again. So, like, Mike comes over, he's like, hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm like, I'm doing good, man. And, uh, like, he comes back later, and he's like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing good, man. And I didn't realize that's, like, five hours later. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, that's the first day. Second day happens, and, uh, like, we're all, like, signed up, squared away for the tournament, and I'm playing friendlies. More people are there now. It's not just, like, ten people. It's, like, everyone for the fucking tournament now. And, uh, I'm playing with this Fox player, and, like, we're just going back and forth, having a good time, and these, like, dudes come up to us, and they're like, hey, we, like, we got, like, five people on our team for a crew, and we're looking for more people for the other team, do you guys, like, want to do a crew battle? And I'm like, yeah, sure, man, uh, well, like, I'll join a ragtag team to do, like, this five-on-five crew battle. And, like, I meet the guys, and it's, like, the dude I've been playing friendlies with, so I know that dude's good, and, like other people I haven't played with. And I was like, look, man, I'll do the crew battle. The only stipulation I have is I want to go first because I can't do anything else in a crew battle. I'll like, we'll lose the whole crew battle. If you put me in any position that isn't first. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, all right, man, that seems weird, but whatever, dude. (laughs) Uh, my first round opponent in the crew battle 
Uh, I'm Samus. This dude's Sheik. And uh, I two-stock him. Because, so, like, I have, like, a bit of a lead. And I'm like, all right, this is was, this was pretty solid. Um, and thankfully, um, one of my locals that I play with is a Sheik main. So, like, I'm just really familiar with the matchup at this point. The next three opponents, I don't even remember because I, like, didn't lose a stock to eat any of them. Jesus. Amazing. So, my my kill count right now is, uh, like, 16 stocks. <laughs> like, I've, I've eliminated their whole crew, essentially. <laughs> um, and eventually, like, I, I get knocked out, and, like... I get knocked out because I feel bad because, like, the other dudes on my crew are like, come on, man, we want to play. <laughs> and so I'm you like, threw? and I'm like, look, man, I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm like, I'm sitting there taking like all the risks. Like I'm fucking like jumping out. Like I SD'd for one of my KOs. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, I'm trying to pat, like to move things along here. <laughs> um, but yeah, like in the midst of all that, a dude walks up to me. He goes like, "Hey man, are you like sponsored?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, I'm really bad. At this. <laughs> I'm really bad at this video game." And then Hugs came in the venue, and I sat down and played friendlies with him and got four stock like six times in a row. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, for the tournament itself, I didn't make it out of pools. Uh, I played. So my first round opponent didn't show up. My second round opponent was, like, uh, third on the Ottawa Power Rankings. Played Peach. Really hard matchup. Uh, I did, like, a really cool thing. Like, I super wave dash and grabbed him and edge guarded him. And, like, this dude behind me was, like, freaking out. Like, so that was cool. And then I played, like, three Falcos in a row and lost. Yeah. But, yeah. Nah, that was that was one of my uh, most enjoyable tournaments. The, mo- the biggest memory I have from that tournament, this is is a Monster Energy sponsors dream hack, and they were free. Yeah. And I got very sick. <laughs> <laughs> they, I don't follow football very much, but they had a Gronk monster, the tight end from the Patriots. Right. That shit was good, and it was free, and I had, like, five. Hell <laughs> yeah. A day. Five a day. That's what I remember. Oh man! So we uh, are we back to the top then for yeah. one more round or? Yeah, we're we're back. We'll do one more round. All right. Uh, D'Angelo first, yeah, I think. Right? Yeah, D'Angelo at the top. All right. East Coast Throwdown. All right, the setup is great. Five. Okay. At- East Coast Throwdown is a tournament thrown by Long Island Joe and Sat Katamari. Right? Um, it's one of the most prestigious tournaments on the East Coast. Uh, you throw down at it. Send a tweet. That's it. Goodbye. Right? Yeah, that's that's reasonable. It's it's, it's, it's in the name. Um, one of the one of the best things about ECT every year was that um, they took their their hype with Marvel very very seriously. Um, and they, they really kind of um, helped to solidify Marvel as a main game for like the next seven years. Um, EZT5 was 2014, 2015. 
Um, I have to go look up the exact date. Um, but essentially, uh, this was like the tournament where I guess like I had finally like made a name for myself, quote unquote. Uh, so what happened at this tournament was there was a bracket. Um, and in the bracket, it was it was something crazy. Um, in the bracket, it was myself, Coach Steve, Kane Blue River. Um, who else? Oh my God! There were like two other people. Um, it was me, Coach Steve, KBR, uh, and like one more person. Um, that was like super notable. Um, at this time, those were like the way they seed brackets was based on how, when whether when you pre-registered. And what you could do is you could register at the door. But if you did that, you paid like double the, the amount for registration and you got no seating points. So doing that, like if you're a notable player and you do that, you kind of like ruin the bracket for everyone else. Um, so in this pool, there are three notable players and myself. Uh Two people end up signing up at the door and get added to our pool. And those two people are DJ Hoshin uh, and Fnatic. Hmm. Now, if we're going to li- list some names, right? Coach Steve has made top eight for Marvel at, uh, at EVO. Um, he's also a multi, multi-tournament game winning specialist. Right. Uh, Kane, Kane Blue River has won EVO. Uh, Fnatic is uh a marvel 2 uh, lord uh, he's not technically considered a titan or a god um but he he was up there like yeah you know, they, they actually like this that's how they list it like the three titans of marvel 2 were uh, justin wong uh ifc yipes and sanford kelly right yeah. and those were like the untouchables and then you had like the pantheon below them and the pantheon below them right yeah and fanatic was 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 up there he was very very far into um into the like the godhood status of how good he was um just a, a, a regular notable player and was also traveling at that time along with chris g as part of if i remember correctly age and had also won the previous year's ect for marvel versus capcom 3 um dj hoshin was the he was the virginia like one of virginia's most solid players um, for, like the DMV area just kind of like creates like these amazingly solid players. Yeah, it's like Florida. Uh, and yeah, and DJ Hoshin was probably um, an old veteran at that point, and one of the one of the better players of that that uh, that decade, really. Um, so I have to play. Uh, I have to play Fnatic round one, and I'm just like, man, this really sucks, but. I was just like, whatever, like, I'll take it with a grain of salt. Should be fine. Um, we end up playing, and he beats me. He beats me two rounds, so he's up 2-0. And I'm just like, I'm I'm not, like, and he's playing Morgan Doom Virgil. Like, he's playing the best team in the game because he decided to switch because he wanted to play that. I was just like, I'm just not going to take this laying down, right? Like, I was just like, in my head, I was just like, all right, like, I, I can't be 2-0, right? So I, I we play the next game, and I... um. I get like a. I remember exactly what happened. He called Doom poorly. I got a um a happy birthday. Killed both of his characters and then got rid of his Virgil. And I was just like, all right, that wasn't too bad. Let me see if I can do it again. <laughs> Same thing <laughs> happens. I do it again. I'm like, all oh, right, shit, we did it. 
we made it to game three. Um, and so game, game three is happening, and I'm playing against the dude who won the tournament last year, like the namesake tournament last year, and he just looks at me, and I was like, what the fuck? So he switches to his main team, and his main team is Magneto, Storm, Sentinel. And in my head, I remember thinking, right? So, like, he had, like, a huge money match with Ray Ray um, the year before, and something I remember him saying on a stream is just that, like, yeah, the reason why I beat other Magneto players, I'm playing Magneto, um, Magneto Doom Virgil at this point. Um, the reason why I beat other Magneto players is because they go for magnetic blasts in the air, and I dash under them and I kill them. And I was just like, that's not going to happen to me. That's fucking stupid. I'm just not going to magnetic blast. Period. Yeah, period. At all. 30 seconds into round oh, one. No. Like 30 Marvel seconds, right? So that's like that's a like minute a and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's like a minute and a half. I do... Dash down for magnetic blast. He dashes behind me and kills Magneto. I'm like, motherfucker. I was so I just said I was like, gonna. I was like, I just, in my head, I was just like, and in my head, I just I like I IRL like smiled. I looked at him like like oh god, like I you bitch. I was just so mad. Um and so he kills Magneto, and then I um I proceed to get down to my last character which is Virgil and he did he did an incoming mix up on Virgil but in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 there is a comeback mechanic which is called X Factor um, and what X Factor does is depending on the number of characters you have left you get a percentage bonus of damage and speed um, and Virgil when he's the last character left gets something like 150 damage like increase uh dam percentage damage increase and 120 to 25% speed increase. Yeah. And then he also has an install super which gives him 120 damage increase and 120 uh speed increase. So he did his incoming mix up wrong. I block it X factor killed his character um went into my install and just completely obliterated him. Uh, I remember that he, like, X-Factor wears off on the last character, and it's, it's Sentinel and myself, and he he messes up um, a super to, that would have killed me the game, that, that would have won him the game. It was like a throw into Rocket Punch into super. He messed it up. I teched out of it. I push blocked, and I land, and I stand heavy, uh, I stand heavy, and I hit him from halfway across the screen, and I won the game. And everyone explodes. Uh, nice. Because for for that period in time, everyone realized, oh shit, D'Angelo's one game away from beating the dude who won the tournament last year, and now he's also an East Coast representative that's about to beat the West Coast contingency. Right. And it was at that moment that after beating uh, Fnatic, I was placed uh, on the Pantheon as one of the better players. That year was amazing for me because uh, once you beat one notable player you kind of just use the confidence from that to beat everyone else that oh, isn't yeah, good. Oh, yeah, dude. You, you just have one name under your belt, and you're like, wait, like, you don't matter anymore. I don't have to think about you. And you just, like, you just stomp everyone on your way. Yeah. And that's what, that's what happened. So 20, 2015 was really good because of that. And um, I, I ended up... Uh, oh, <laughs> so the way that tournament... Bra the, the way that bracket, like, played out, right? That, that's the thing. Because there was a there was a great meme. There's a, a there's a meme of like Winnie the Pooh looking at a bracket and it's going, 
who the fuck made this bracket? Uh, and that was made because of my bracket in like 2015. Because so you have Fnatic, me, um, DJ Hoshin, Kane Blue River, Coach Steve. Who do you think makes it out in winners and losers of that bracket? After I told you like like all, what all of these people did, who do, what do you think happened? I mean, you're you're out. You think I made it out of the bracket and losers? No, I'm saying like you get you're out of the fucking tournament. Oh, okay. I don't fucking know, man. I don't know the scene well enough. Sure. All right. So what is up happening is I make it to winners final. Uh, <laughs> I make it to winners finals. No, sorry. I make it to winners semifinals. I lose to Kane Blue River. Right. Um, Kane Blue River makes it to winners finals versus DJ Hoshin. DJ Hoshin beats KBR 3-0. He makes it out in winners free. Um, Fnatic loses or sorry coach steve beats me uh fanatic beats coach steve Kane blue river beats fanatic Kane blue river makes it on losers the 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 worst possible thing right it was, it was just the, the the complete leapfrog of events um of everyone losing to everyone me and Steve gave each other a hug before our match because we were just like, you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta do it to your homie, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah, and it was just a terrible time for everyone. No one wanted to lose, and everyone ended up losing. And there's like an interview somewhere of like <laughs> that they they interviewed uh, Fnatic because because he had won the tournament last time. Um, they were like, hey, how'd you do? And he was like, yeah, so I didn't make out of pools. I lost, and they were like, "Who'd you lose to?" I'm like, "Yeah, I lost to Kane Blue River and some dude named D'Angelo Knowles." And I was just <laughs> like, "Wait, why do you know my whole name? And why would you say it on an interview?" But, dude, fucking yeah, looked so, you up. Yeah, so that <laughs> he did, and that—that's how I got known as uh, known in the scene for my marble play. So, so that was probably one of my favorite tournaments. Well, yeah, you turned into a god, or almost. Yeah, I, I did turn into a lord. Not a god. I was definitely a lord for a little bit, though. All right, Felipe. Sure. Um, this one's going to be not because of the tournament itself, but because of all the other things that happened, um, just kind of like my first one. Um, in Florida, there was a charity event called Smash the Record. Yeah. Um, and it was about raising money for St. Jude. The first one uh, specifically was uh, one of the players, Gatsu, had to – play Smash Brothers continuously for, like, 48 hours, like, without nah, stopping. 70, like, three days straight. Was it three days? I thought yeah, it was two days. It was three days Son straight. of a bitch. Oof. Um, I know, like, even in between, like, like he had, like, his girlfriend, like, massaging one hand while he was, like, dash dancing or something with the other hand, so he was still technically playing. <laughs> like, it was, like, a whole thing. But in the second one, um, which is the one tournament I'm really talking about, they incorporated speedrunning into it. Um, so there was a whole Smash tournament going on, and then like it was a second stream just for speedruns, uh, and that was pretty fucking cool. <clears throat> this is the first situation I've ever been in. Like I, I like I've, I've, I'm obviously aware of what a speedrun is, but like I've never like seen it happen live. It was always at, like GDQs on stream, right? Yeah, that was my only interaction with speedruns. But like now I'm talking to these people. Um, I'm I'm watching it happen live. Um, fucking Trihex was there doing Yoshi's Island and just swagging 
just doing all kinds of crazy movement shit. And I'm like, people can do this for real. Like mm-hmm. I've seen YouTube videos and I'm like, how is this real life? And this guy's holding a conversation, by the way. Dude, Trihex was guy on the couch. so good. Yeah. Cause he was, he was ta- like, like, he brought like a melee player up and he's talking yeah. to the dude about how he's doing in bracket. Exactly. And like all while doing what looks like really complicated stuff. <laughs> um, and like doing it so casually, like it was, like it was nothing. Um, and that was fucking awesome. Like tournament wise, whatever. I'm sure I did. I got some record I don't care about. Um, that is irrelevant in the tournament. It's all about the speedrunning side of stuff. Um, I Nick, you were there, and you had like a whole crew of people um, that also speed ran stuff. Um, they were there for like Lethal League or something, but like, yeah, I don't uh, know several of them. Gregor uh, yeah. Gregor Texelkins was uh, he's a uh, legend. Of, uh, he's a legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time speedrunner who also yeah. plays Lethal League. Then like Molotov was there too. Yeah. Um, they, he's also a, a Ocarina of Time speedrunner. Um, and like, so I was talking to these guys, and they were cool as hell. And then like before his um, uh, fucking run, he was practicing in his room, and we were there, and we were like watching him practice and do like all these ridiculous things. And like I said, it's fucking weird when it's not a YouTube video because <laughs> like I'm seeing the guy's hands, I'm seeing like him like input you know, pixel perfect, frame perfect stuff. I'm seeing them do setups, right? It's like Ocarina of Time, so you have to like turn the camera this way, backdash, flip, do this, do that, just to set up the angle of the camera in a direction to be able to do your move, right? And he's doing it without even thinking about it, right? But of course, he also has to like explain it to the viewers. So like he's practicing that part of it. He's not practicing doing the stuff correctly. He's practicing doing the stuff correctly while also explaining explaining it it and talking it and stuff, talking about it with us. Um, so like I'm learning all these cool things, like it was fucking awesome. Um, Maltov was fucking hilarious. He has like a real deadpan delivery to everything he does. Um, so that was fucking awesome. Just hanging in. He was also doing Ocarina of Time stuff. Uh, fucking <clears throat> that same tournament, I got a uh, I got a six Samus print um, that I bought at Artist Alley, and I got fucking hugs to sign it. Shit's in my wall. We're just going to talk about hugs on this one, <laughs> on this whole episode. Oh, not again? Is this for real? Nah. <laughs> am I, am I, am I uh, cutting out again? No. No, you're fine, dude. I said oh, okay. We're, we're going to be talking about hugs on this whole episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I was cutting out again. Nah. Uh, and then Mike Hayes was the one that's like, oh, cool, sick print. You want me to get hugs to sign it for you? I'm like, fuck yes. yeah, I do. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that was an option. Like, fuck. yeah, hold on, man. I'm going to get hugs. I'm like... Yeah. Yeah, fucking Mike, cool. Hayes, so Mike just, Hayes. Yeah, Mike yeah. Hayes just walks up out of the blues like, "Oh shit." <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Like the coolest part of that tournament was 100% not the tournament. Um, so, there like, were Yeah, there were, there were a few cool things about that tournament. Uh so one thing with Smash the Record is uh it was an incentive-based tournament where like people donate to charity, and once we hit a certain milestone, something would happen. One of the milestones yeah. was uh, an eight-man bracket with the top eight players there, but they had to play with oven mitts. With yep, the- with fucking <laughs> oven mitts. <laughs> and what's crazy is they're still doing fairly complicated. Yeah, no. Things. So like, you're like, sitting there. I don't there understand and like, how the fuck you're sitting there. Like, oh, uh, we're gonna see some fucking bullshit, and they're literally just like fucking playing perfectly still, and you're yeah. like, what the what? Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> it. Um, they have like. <laughs> I don't understand how they can even hit a button with oven mitts. Like, yeah. much less 
like uh yeah uh, you control, have like the you, you essentially have one finger <laughs> like right amazing because like hitting the z button is really fucking hard obviously you can hit the l and r button, but hitting that z button is teeny tiny when you have oven mitts that's fucking impossible right <laughs> like doing like uh like dude trying to fucking Wave like dash. multi-shine well, wave dash, I think, is possible. It's just jump air, da- uh, yeah. jump directional air dodge. You can probably get away with that. But, like, jumping out of a shine, doing, like, a multi-shine or a wave shine, that seems impossible. Like, how the fuck would you do that? Yeah, they're just not even thinking about it. They just did it. Unbelievable. I don't know how the fuck that's possible. That was, uh, that was a tournament fucking... I think it was, like, either grand finals or, like... It was, like, one of the finals where fucking, like, Mike Hayes, like, for his last stock... Gets like fucking dumpstered by someone falcon punching him off the stage. Oh, totally! And he walked off like <laughs> he was like such bad beats. The dude, like yeah, he it was an edge guard situation, and the dude just fucking jumps off with everything he has and falcon punch, and and no one's expecting him to land it. And of course, it does though because it's charity. It's like it was scripted. Um, <laughs> And and you can just see the look on Mike Hayes' face, like I'm not fucking taking yeah, this shit. Like, Bullshit. He just yeah, he, he just pulls the controller and just fucking dips. Like boom. No handshake. No, just picks just it literally up and just like packs his shit up, leaves the venue. Yep. Doesn't leave the setup, leaves the venue. We had, let's see, like deep into the night, like I don't know, like 2 a.m. or something on the second or third day. I don't remember it. There was this Rocky Bra Scissors tournament. Yeah. Um, which mm-hmm. is uh, which is the the sequel to the first uh, Smash the Record, where we had a very impromptu rock paper, rock paper scissors tournament. Hungry Box was like, "Yo, guys, this is for charity. Just put five dollars down. Rock paper scissors tournament. Everything goes to charity. Rock paper scissors. That's not a tournament. It is now, bitch. Bullshit. <laughs> that's a fucking tournament. And that was hype as fuck in the first one, so we did it again. And that was hype as shit. Um, on the second one, I was like deep into watching that. There was a lot of trash talk. It was it was absolutely insane. Reno Reno was was killing it, and he didn't even want to play. That was that was the best part. Reno was like, oh, I don't even want to do this. It's late. I'm tired. I got a match tomorrow. No, dude, you gotta go. You gotta go. Come on, it's five bucks. Does it even matter? You're gonna you'll just you just lose, then you'll go to sleep. Not a big deal. Wins. What? Next one wins. What? He's like in like top eight of this rock paper scissors tournament. Just like, can I leave, guys? I don't want to do this anymore. And the hype was just exploding. Fucking I'm sure there was some Smash Brothers in there. Nobody cares. That's not why we went there. Amazing. Fuck. Oh, last thing. Um, that was the the tournament that one of my buddies, Cashmere, uh, started making it big. Yeah. Only a local guy started playing it. One of my locals. Um, and then he slowly, like within the, our own local scene, started to get a name for himself as a pretty good Captain Falcon in Smash Four. And I'm telling him, like, you, you know, before we ever went to this event, I'm telling him, like, dude, you're better than you think you are. Like, people just don't know about you yet. If you start playing other people, right, out-of-state people, people from different regions, getting more experience, um, You'll be you're going to be really good. And I told him about Smash the Record. Are you going to go? I don't know. I'm not going to go to a big thing, man. I ain't got a place to stay. I can't drive there. You're in my room for free. <laughs> like, Yeah, exactly. You're in my room for free. You're going to this tournament. And he makes a big splash there. Um, one of the, like he ends up being like known in Florida all of a sudden from that tournament, he ended up being one of the better players, um, uh, within smash four. Um, one of the, one of the guys, eight Bitman, uh, who's a, a, a big player from brawl in the South Florida region. I distinctly remember 
like one of his buddies loses to Kashmir. Um, and he goes like, what, who'd you lose to that fucking kid over there, man. Uh, and then he sees watch Kashmir playing another match and Kashmir is destroying. And he's like confused. Like who the fuck is Kashmir? And he yells really fucking loudly. So everybody hears. Yeah. And like everybody now has eyes on Kashmir and then he wins that match. And it's like, boom, thank you for just bringing my boy up. Instant recognition. I felt so proud. And I took him there. I made sure that guy was going to go somewhere. No, and uh, so, like that was I did that to him. I actually remember like um, in the middle of the week before that tournament, because uh, I was in town. We were playing a game on, and Lade had me sit down with Cashmere and play like a few matches. Right. Nice. Um, because like I mean I don't play fucking Smash Four, and I didn't really care like all that much, but like. Like, I was doing well against him, and then, like, there was, like, a switch in the dude where, like, he, like, I just couldn't touch him after that, and I'm like, holy shit, and I just, like, look oh, at yeah. Lade, and I'm like, this kid's good, <laughs> like, he's really fucking good. Like, his one weakness is that, like, every Captain Falcon player is, he'll take a stylish move over gotta, a fishing Gotta move. go big. Um, <laughs> gotta dunk uh, him into the earth. Yeah, at a CEO Dreamland. Um, the first one of those, um, he beat um, one of the top Japanese players, Sue, um, in the most stylish fucking way on the planet. Um, <laughs> like, Sue, Sue plays Lucario. Um, we'll save that for the reco- sequel. <laughs> what? We'll no, s- I'm. What do you mean, the sequel? We'll save that for the sequel of this. We're, oh, okay, fine. We got to churn through more people. Mike. All right, fine, 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 fine. Yeah, I do like that. We can get more people that have been to more tournaments. Yeah. Mike, you got a... I imagine you're itching to tell a magic story? Yeah, so I will... I'm going to tell a conglomerate of stories here really fast. (laughs) Um, All right. So what I want to talk about is... So magic is a bit of a different uh, beast than most other quote-unquote esports. For anyone out there, you know, you may have gone to a big esports event. It's really cool. Magic is like, first of all, the events are huge, like 4,000 person tournament. Um, And I would say about 3,500 of those people aren't very good. (laughs) (laughs) Magic, more than any other game, brings people who shouldn't be there either because they're not good enough or because they cannot financially afford it. It is um, a very expensive game. Yeah, but like it brings everybody <laughs> because of that. Not because of that, but like it brings so many people. Um so going to like a StarCraft 2 tournament, you get a couple friends, you get a hotel room, you have a good weekend. Going to a Magic tournament, you get about a dozen people. Yeah. You book about like a $30 hotel room. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, Sardines. So I, just, I don't even want to tell stories about uh, magic tournaments. I want to tell stories about magic tournament hotel rooms. The magic experience. <laughs> so two stories I'm going to tell. Um, one was <laughs> I show up. Uh, my friends invite me. I drive by myself. They're like, yeah, yeah you can stay with us. I get to the hotel room. There are nine people, one bed, nine people. Uh, one dude is cooking ramen in the coffee machine and selling it for a dollar a pack. 
hell. <laughs> Another dude is in the bathroom because there's not enough room. In the bathroom, making grilled cheese sandwiches with the iron and selling them. <laughs> Hustlin' ain't dead. Hustlin' ain't dead, baby. Oh my god. (laughs) I knew two of the people of these nine, but we, I don't know if I've ever been closer to a group of people than (laughs) in that room. Well, yeah, dude, you gotta get close. There's only one bed. There, There was another time we booked another $30 hotel room. We show up, it's dead of winter, and the heat is just on full blast and the room is like 110 degrees and so we we call the front desk and they're like uh yeah we can't get it fixed so bye what we ended up up doing was sleeping with the door open and it was snowing so half of the room was freezing cold with snow in it and the other half was a jungle (laughs) but the (laughs) The third story I'll tell, I went to a tournament. Um, some people at work have heard this story. This one's a bit more involved. Um, I'm going to a tournament. I'm meeting my friends. They're coming on Saturday, but I went up Friday by myself. I booked a room at the Knights Inn um, in Columbus, oh, yeah. Ohio. So I get there, and right away I can tell, like, I probably shouldn't be here. Um <laughs> It's like right off the highway at a truck stop. And I'm just like, yep, this is cool. I go check in, talk to the the nice like old Indian dude behind the bulletproof glass. He gives me um, my card and I go try to swipe in the room. And I'm like, oh, cool. The door doesn't lock. That's that's great. Um, So I go in and um, there are two things I've learned in in crummy hotel rooms. Um, I learned how to check for bed bugs. And I learned where to check for drugs. Um, not that I want the drugs, but it's good to know if the room has drugs because then you know it's not it's not a good idea to be there because someone else wants them. Yes. So <laughs> very always check. If the roof is paneled, always check. Push the panels up. Might be drugs up there. If <laughs> and then always lift the mattress if there are little blood stains around the uh, around the sheets. Probably have bed bugs. Uh, we were safe. We we passed both tests. And I was like, okay, well, the door doesn't lock, but, you know, whatever. This is fine. Um, so I crawl Famous in the bed. Words. So I crawl in the bed, and I turn the lights off, crawl in the bed, and I'm kicking around, like, trying to get comfortable, and my feet kick something. I'm like, huh, what's that? That's That's not the sheet. Huh. Weird. Okay. So I get out of bed, and I turn the lights on, and that's when I see a uh, pair of female underwear covered in feces <laughs> covered huh. oh. just completely covered in feces adult oh. adult female underwear and i'm just like yeah that's disgusting so i uh i go to the front desk and the dude and i tell the dude and he obviously doesn't believe me um and he's like i'm sorry i can't give you another room like you're going to have to deal with it there were two beds in the room just to be clear but that's, I don't think that's really the point. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, that's not the issue here. So we're going back and forth and this dude does not believe me. And some people know me. I have a bit of a problem with anger sometimes. So I'm, I'm getting mad. We're going back and forth. I'm like, you know what? Fine. Fuck it. I'm going to prove this to you. So I go back into the room and I get the towel out of the bathroom and I grab the underwear and I march it back up and I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not this gentleman's fault. I shove it in the credit card slot. <laughs> and Amazing. he's just wide-eyed staring at me as I'm pushing it through with the like with the rag through to him because <laughs> it doesn't quite fit. And he's like, okay, sir, okay. And I'm like, no, get take it. This is your problem. <laughs> the dude still won't give me another room, but he offers me a 10% discount. Oh. The room was $30. Right. <laughs> Ooh, three bucks? I got a $3 discount. And he's like, look, sir, I I don't have any other rooms. You're going to have to deal with it. And I was like, great. So I march back to my room. I go into the room, take everything off the bed. I'm sleeping in the other bed. It doesn't matter, but I'm mad. So I take everything off the bed and just start hurling it out the door. (laughs) (laughs) And as I'm doing this, as I'm taking the two pillows and marching them outside, there's a woman standing outside of my door. And oh, no. I look at her, and she looks at me, and she's like, hey, baby. And I'm, I just go, are you a fucking prostitute? Jesus. <laughs> and she stares at me for a second, and she goes, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, thank you. And I threw the pillows out the door and slammed the door shut. <laughs> I, I was mad that night. Amazing. I was Fuck. mad that I was in that room. But did you not smell the feces? Like it's a pretty no. distinct smell. No, I did not. I think they were old. They were old and crusty. Um, Fantastic. I did not oh. smell it. So other people were probably in that room. I had. I know it wasn't like how. Did... I, that's thirty dollar so hotel, man. Thirty dollars. <laughs> I guess These that's are true. Good questions. These are good questions that I did not think to ask in in your fit of rage. <laughs> so, magic tournaments, great experience. I highly <laughs> recommend everybody tries one. They're, they're just so good. They're like full of people who show up and they're like, I don't know how to get home if I don't cash. And it's just like, that's good. That's a good idea. I've met people like that. Yeah. No, I'm sure they exist in, like, all the different, like, venues. But I feel like magic just brings out, like, a special type. Oh, yeah. It's all about value with magic. Yeah, no, for sure. It's all about, like, everyone's value-driven, but they're all really bad at it. Yeah. (laughs) But they think they're value-driven, but they're not. They don't understand what the value means. Like... Yeah. They're the ones like they're like, oh, dude! I, if I buy ten, I get one free, and it's like, yeah, but you don't need ten. Like, why would you need ten? <laughs> they're right. gonna flip it. That's all. Yeah, no, it's it's a special community. But um, yeah, those are my those are my hotel stories. Take them with you. Amazing. <laughs> Not even a tournament story. Just like, yeah, dude, I slept here once. Yeah, that's the story. The exact opposite of D'Angelo's hotel stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> Two different walks of life right there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Well, I do have to preface and say, so the smash scene, or sorry, the MGC is very poverty. And mm-hmm. also, uh, 
very similar to your to your stories, but instead of getting a thirty dollars hotel, we'll get a venue hotel and then cram as many people as you can oh, into yeah. it, so you can split the diff and just like get it down as much as you can. So what sure. I didn't tell you was in that hotel room that I stayed for for free, there were seven total people, and I was in there for free because four people had already paid. Right. <laughs> so that is the dream. There was that. Also, there are numerous tournaments that I've gone to with a friend of mine, uh, ZTS Zero the Shadow, who, because of his height at um, five foot one, has slept in closets. My man. <laughs> Just the easiest place to put him. Out oh, of yeah. the way, you don't have to worry about it. You can set it and forget it like a Ron Popeil like, <laughs> cooking oven and just leave them in there and just open it up in the morning. Happens all the time. So, yeah. Mom, no, man. that's fair. Fucking Christ. Oh, God. All right, so, like, I'm last one. Man, fuck. Yep. I, I don't even have, like, any story that, like, tops anything that's been said here at all <laughs> you've been at more events than i have man you gotta have something i know but like so <laughs> i guess so man i was i was bouncing back and forth between like uh smash the record one uh combo breaker 2015 or uh combo breaker 20 uh 2019 2018 whatever whatever one we just went to d'angelo yeah uh 19 yeah i don't know what i don't know what year it is <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, ah, man, I think I want to talk about Combo Breaker 2019, because, like, you were also there, D'Angelo, and mm -hmm. that is, like, a, a good story in general. Yeah. So, uh, I signed up for, to run a tournament at Combo Breaker 2019. For those of you that don't know, Combo Breaker is, like, one of the premier fighting game tournaments. Um, the big appeal to Combo Breaker is that it's, like, yeah, dude, we got fucking, like, CEO's got, like, six games. Combo Breaker, we got 20 main ticket games. And also, 40 side tournaments. <laughs> like, so if you play any sort of fucking fighting game, hell, even if you don't play fighting game, they got a mystery game tournament where there's a game, a different game, every round, and you don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> you can go to that tournament and have a fucking good time. But anyway... So I, I uh, sign up to run a side tournament. It gets approved and everything. I tell my community, I'm like, all right, combo breaker, there's going to be this tournament. Show up, whatever. Um, I talk to the uh, the main devs for Lethal League Blaze. I'm like, hey, I'm running this tournament. I think it'd be really cool if you guys had, like, some swag or something I could give out at the tournament, like T-shirts or hats or posters or whatever. And he's like, yeah, dude, we can hook you up with some stuff. And uh, Tim gets back to me. Uh, Tim's, like, one of the head devs. He gets back to me. He's like, hey, man, we didn't have uh, time to get T-shirts, but we got posters and we got stickers. And I'm like, that's cool, man. Whatever. Send it. And like <laughs> like two weeks before the tournament, I get like this fucking tube in the mail from the fucking Netherlands because they're a European company. And I look at the customs form and I'm, it's like, yep, 20 stickers, 200 posters. <laughs> I remember this. Oh, wow. And I'm like... <laughs> How many fucking people does he think is going to be at this event that are going to want a fucking poster? And I'm like, surely that's also supposed to be 20. There was, there must have been a mistake. And I crack open this tube. And sure enough, there's fucking 200 posters in there. <laughs> so I'm like... How big is this tube? Well, it's like a standard fucking mail tube. 
Fit 200 posters in those things? Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. It was actually nutty. I look at the tube and I'm just like, hey, what do you got in there? And he goes like, he goes like, there's 200 posters in there. And I don't believe him because yeah, I'm just I like, don't either. what? And then like he opens it up and he just starts flinging posters because like it didn't matter because there were 200 of them. Yeah. So like, I'm like, all right, man, whatever. Like, I, cause like, I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to get like 10 posters. I'll keep one for myself and I'll give like posters out to top three and I'll raffle the others away. And then I'm like, fuck man. Everyone that signs up for the tournament gets a goddamn poster. You want a poster? You can have five, whatever, man. I still you were got giving like a, posters to random people. I got I still got a tube of like 170 posters in my <laughs> living room. <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. But anyway. Amazing. So uh we get ready for this tournament, and because I'm running the tournament, I want to bring like at least one setup. Uh I'm in Syracuse. The tournament is like in Chicago. Lethal League is a game that you play on PC. I'm not about to, you know, book a flight with my computer and be like, yeah, that's my fucking carry-on bag, I guess. Because that ain't going to fly. They're not going to let me through fucking security with a computer. So I talked to D'Angelo and I uh, I convinced him to, to road trip out. We get one of our other buddies from work to, to join us and uh, someone else from the Smash community. Uh, I book us an Airbnb. It's really nice. Probably the fucking nicest Airbnb I've ever been to in my entire life or will ever be into in my entire life. Factual. Yeah. So uh, we look it up. It's a 10-hour drive. And uh, so I don't drive. Uh, our buddy Alton doesn't drive. And Ian was in a major car accident and doesn't feel comfortable driving long distance. So D'Angelo is like, I'm a I'm gonna be a boss and I'll drive ten hours, and this dude fucking did it, and he was Good also shit. and he was also fucking sick. <laughs> I I show up to to Nick's place because he's the first one I get, so we can get the computer situated. Yeah, and I'm like, hey man, and he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, well, I'm dying. And I'm like, <laughs> firstly, <laughs> I'm dying. Is there anyone else that can drive? No. Okay, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> I feel really bad at this point, but uh, yeah, we we get on the road and uh, we have. Ooh, a good wait, wait, wait! Before we got on the road, the first thing we did was we went to a McDonald's. Yeah, and you ordered two McGriddles. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I just ordered the tallest orange juice I could. Yeah. and an egg McMuffin. Yeah, and you ordered C. like you ordered a million like calories. I and sure ate did. both of them. Yeah, dude, because I don't have any restraint. I just, I like, I just had, I, I had to point that out because I just thought it really random that he was just like, yeah, let me get two sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. Like, wh- like, that's literally like 7,000 calories. So, yeah. you know, something you may not know about Nick, or maybe you do now, um, the dude has multiple stomachs. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he, once one stomach is full, he just switches to the other stomach. Switch, switches the valve. It opens up the second stomach. And, and he like, just keeps going. I just assumed he would fall asleep on this 10-hour trip, and he didn't. Nah, dude. We we ride together. We die together, dude. I, as, as someone that doesn't drive, that doesn't mean I don't acknowledge the fact that when you need to drive for a long distance, if you're doing it alone, that fucking sucks. It's very miserable. 
So I try my damnedest. Anytime I'm riding with someone, I stay awake for as much of the trip as I can. He stayed up the entire trip. Good shit. So yeah, like uh, we're on the road. We're we're having a good time. Uh, you know, night night comes because we left at fucking like six, seven in the morning, and we get there at like nine o'clock at night. And uh, we get to this place. It's like super nice. The hosts are like showing us around. They they're like, oh yeah, like you know, we we have like breakfast food here. You can eat whatever you want. Just like fucking open up the fridge. Crack open some eggs in the morning, eat breakfast. We got Danish here. Uh, let's show you the room you'll be staying in. There's a bed. There's like a pull-out uh, sofa. And they open up the closet and there's like a million pillows in the closet. And I'm like, all right, this is pretty fucking good. So we get we get to the Airbnb. And the first thing that happens is Ian like throws all his shit on the bed and just passes out. And, like, I just, like, look at D'Angelo, and he's, like, got, like, sad puppy dog eyes. He's, like, like, D'Angelo just drove, like, 10, 11 hours, and Ian has already claimed, like, this bed. And I'm, like, I'm sorry. (laughs) He literally said, I'm sorry, as I pulled the pull-out bed and got into it. Yeah. Um, Alton and I, we we stayed up play Windjammers. Um, But... So, this is a, another tournament where, like, the tournament experience is, like, fucking whatever. I just went there, and I played, like, a little bit of Melee, and I played Lethal League. And I got, like, the community together, and that was, like, really cool. But, like, that fucking Airbnb was, like, just so fucking good. And the thing that was, like, really weird is, like, the host, at one point, like, it's her and her husband. And they're, like, we come down for breakfast, and she's, like, oh, yeah, like, we got, like plates here and you can sit here with the plates and she's like really emphasizing the plates and it's like really weird and then like they leave and like all of us are like together and it's like yo was that like really weird and it's like yeah i think they're playing like some sort of bingo game and like the last square she needed to win was like all three of us at the island using her plates that she set out for us that's a cool game to play. Like yeah, if like, I had an Airbnb, and then I, I would I'd try to, you know, with my husband or my with my wife trying to trying to yeah trying to like get points like imagine I would, like, I would feed I would try to put things in certain places because I'm sure they're like old and don't you know they don't have anything left. Yeah, exactly. So like imagine like setting up cameras in this Airbnb and it's like up oh, the big one picked up the boat steering wheel and played with it. Oh the 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 guy with the glasses went in the garage and checked out my soapbox derby. Where are you at, Carol? And Carol's like. They haven't even used the plates. <laughs> yeah, that uh, the venue was awesome. Uh, I got to hang out with a bunch of people I hadn't seen since the first combo breaker. Uh, I ended up running this tournament. I had like one minor hiccup, which I didn't solve in the optimal way, but I still feel like I solved it in a pretty good way. Uh, ended up placing third in the tournament. Um, the, the icing on the cake for this thing is, um, so third place for my tournament, I got 80 bucks and, uh, I go to the guy in fourth place and I give him, or I got 85 bucks and I give the dude in fourth place, 40 bucks. I go, look, man, I really appreciate you coming out. You know, I want you to know, like, I value you as a part of the member of the community because fourth place got a medal and that was it. And I like, I dish out posters and everything. 
and uh, I I pay for one dude's uh, lunch, and I uh, like refund him for tournament stuff, and uh, I like by the end of the day, I'm down to twenty bucks for my prize winnings, and I go up to D'Angelo, and like at this point, we've already squared up hotel, gas, car rental, all the all the money, and I go up to him and I go, hey man, I just want to let you know I really appreciate everything you've done for this tournament. Here's 20 bucks. And he goes, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. That means a lot to me. And then we're sitting in the in the big stadium, and they're doing top eight matches for, like, for they're doing top eight matches for MK. I give him the 20 bucks. He goes, I really appreciate that. And dude's like, hey, I, I got three to one odds on this. I got three. And, like, D'Angelo goes, yo, I'll take that. And just gives the dude my 20 that I just gave him. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling the story. It was fucking hilarious then, and it's still fucking hilarious now. But tell him what happened next. I mean, he he won. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, nice. And like, let's let's be clear, right? This is the first time that both Alton and uh, Nick have seen me at my degeneracy. Uh, so I'm sure that Nick has never just seen me like gamble. Like, uh, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I got 20 on this dude, right? And like, I'm sure Alden has never seen me do that before, right? Because like, oh yeah, Diaz like seems like a pretty like straightforward guy. Like, he doesn't look like he just throws money away. And little do they know, I enjoy throwing money away. <laughs> but I am somewhat, I am slightly good at picking. Uh, things to gamble on uh, when it comes to tournaments. Um, yeah, I mean you are pretty monopoly good at money. It. Monopoly money. Yeah, because you don't actually do that at tournaments anymore. That'd be crazy to say that I actually made money at Combo Breaker. Of course, but at I a mean, final round, like at fi- yeah, I did not because we washed at final round like seven, six or seven years ago. And sorry to like uh, derail your thing. But I did end up winning something like four hundred dollars in side bets. Fucking Christ! Um, mostly because that was the year that this player from Michigan, his name was Wolf Crone, won everything, and everyone thought that he was going to lose, and they thought he was going to lose multiple times in a row, uh, and he won the tournament. And I just kept betting on him, and I kept on getting odds, and I we just kept going. <laughs> Hell yeah! We, it just kept going. Like I was just like, yeah, there's no, there's no way. And then he just kept winning. It was insane. So, but yeah, every now and then, sometimes you get a free trip out of out of yeah. a, out of out of a trip. Uh, I wish I was that good at betting. So, like other side tangents for this tournament, I just remembered uh, we didn't we got to the Airbnb and Ian didn't crash immediately. We drove around and got hot dogs. Oh after yeah, we were in Chicago. We went to this place and got hot dogs. Port- we went to Portillo's. Portillo's, yes. Uh, I ate at the same pizza place uh, three times in a row because <laughs> because I'd be like, yo, what's good to eat up here? And they're like, oh, yeah, you should check this place out. And I'm like, all right. And then, like, a couple hours later, I'm like, yo, what's good to eat up here? And they'd be like, oh, uh, have you checked out you this place? This? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess. And they're like, yeah, I'm really craving, like, some deep dish tomato pie, dude. And I'm like, all right, sure, man. Was it Lou Malnati's? I don't know. I don't remember. But, like, yeah, I went to that same place, like, fucking three times, like, in a row. Oh, God. Uh, You guys ended up buying, like, some Fireball at, like, a liquor store on the first night. 
Yep. Uh, Alton commentated and also placed in the top like 32 or top 16 at the Windjammers tournament. Uh, How big was that tournament? It was. It was like a lot of people. It was really for Windjammers. Nice. It was like a Windjammers. It was a free tournament. They had it. They were playing it by the pool, and they had like a stream. They had a stream set up. Um, that shit. So, oh my god, I actually just remembered. There was a part in the tournament where I'm playing against this dude. It's in the uh, the fucking uh, Gary Scott mirror match. And me and this dude are just, like, fucking scoring fives on each other back and forth. Like, the first round, he, like, perfected me. And then the next round, I perfect him. And then we're just, like, slugging each other with five points. And this dude behind us goes, Y'all are disrespectful as fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Windjammers gets that much, like, attention. Good shit. Yeah. And great games, great games. Great yeah, it's game. a good game. Good game. Yeah, that's uh, that's my last tournament that I'm talking about. And I think you were the last one. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good group of stories right there. That was yeah. a good episode. Sorry I cut out during that one part. Yeah, boy, ah, it's all good. good. We're used to it. <laughs> I'm we'll edit it out in post. Day. We'll edit it out in post. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Mike, for uh, waking up to join us again. Sorry uh, yeah. we disturbed you. At 8.30 p.m. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> Solid. Gotta wake up sometime. That's so true. Good. This is gonna be a bad night. I'm sorry. At 8 a.m. somewhere. I'm sorry. It's my man. fault. It's my fault. <laughs> I should not have been sleeping. <laughs> um check out more content at QWEsports.com. Listen to us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh you can catch me at uh Twitch at twitch.tv slash monkhb. Uh, I'm Freddie Bones, and you can catch me on Twitter at Freddie Zero. It's a number zero. Yeah, you can catch me uh, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash deanthrax with three X's. Don't type two. Don't type four. You will not find him. Think <laughs> porn. You won't. Yeah, think him. porn. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> think porn, and you will find your way to D'Angelo. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all I got from this. Right? No, for sure. That is the truth. Uh, you can find me at Twitch TV slash Bonkaroonie or just Google Bonkaroonie. I think I'm the only one out there. Yeah. Been uh, been streaming StarCraft lately, I saw. so Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if that lasts. Hell yeah, it. brother. Alright. Catch you guys later. Cool. Peace. Bye. Bye.